Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. So before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to say that the sound quality on this is a little lower than um, usual. I think because so many people are using Zoom right now that it cuts in and out a little bit. But I think the quality of the information presented here still um, is, is there. And I think that it's worth listening to even with the sound quality being a little lower than normal um we're we're being um i am trying to be gentle with myself about this so i appreciate um you you bearing with me that the sound quality is a little lower than normal um and i hope that you enjoy the episode uh even even with that being the case thank you so much for listening here's the episode Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Tyler, and this week we are going to be talking about the five love languages for kids. And to do that, I have brought back on Katie Leineke. Hello, Katie. Hello, Martha. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. I'm on a billion Zoom calls and teaching three and four-year-olds from home, which is pretty tricky, and nannying from home, which is also pretty tricky, but um, I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of it, so that's good, I guess. <laughs> that is good, um, and yeah, it is. We're all um, adjusting. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, a lot of adjustments, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to do this topic because I, I feel like all, all of us and our nanny kids especially need extra love right now. And so mm -hmm. I thought that this would be a good episode for how uh, talking about how to fill up kids' love tanks. Yeah, totally. Um, before we do that, Let's just really quickly hear your background. We've heard it so many times. If you haven't listened to an episode with Katie, go back and listen to them. They're all wonderful. Um, but let's hear a little bit about your background, Katie. Yes, I'm a teacher. I teach three and four-year-olds at a preschool in Evanston, Illinois, and I am also a nanny. I've been a teacher for four years. I've been a nanny for almost a decade, actually. Um, I know it's so delightful. I wrote a book, uh, that is currently in the process of obtaining an agent. And I, I actually just got a really lovely rejection letter that they said really nice things about my book. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Aww. I know, I know this is a no, but I'm so excited. Thanks for saying that. And yeah, I started, a sort of a support group, I guess, for caregivers, for parents and nannies and, um, teachers on Facebook and, I have a Twitter that I'm also trying to connect with people and help to inspire and support. And yeah, it's been a Great. wild where, ride. Where can, where can they, um, anyone curious who's listening, find, oh, yeah. find you? Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is at the underscore C underscore caregiver, one word. And my Facebook is at the compassionate caregiver, one word. Um, yeah, and soon I'm going to come out with my own podcast, Martha, because you inspired me. And I cannot wait to listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And so we will have an episode about your book um, sure. when uh, sometime soon. So sure. just know if you're listening and you're like, wait, why are they just skipping past? <laughs> book? I got to get my hands on that, which yeah, I know I've read it and it's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Get ready. But um, that will be an episode in the future. So get yeah. ready. Um, wonderful. Okay. Let's talk about the five love languages for kids. Yeah. If you are unfamiliar with the five love languages, um, there's lots of different versions. I have the singles edition (laughs) sitting next (laughs) to me that I bought um, many, many years ago. Yeah. So Katie, what are the five love languages? Yeah. So um, the good news is no matter what book you have chosen, the five love languages will be the same. Uh, because it's written by Dr. Gary Chapman, and he uh, his theory behind this is that uh, you give and receive love in specific ways, um, and you usually have a primary love language that you're more likely to receive love in. You um, feel it more, and so those love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and quality time. Yes. And if you are sitting there thinking, I have no idea, (laughs) then you can go online and take the quiz. Yeah. And that will help you um, get an idea. And there's actually is a quiz for kids too, although it's ages nine to 14 um, is where, what it's geared towards on their website. Um, Mm. But it's still worthwhile potentially taking, um, with an older kid. Totally. Um, and once you take the quiz, you will begin looking at everybody else and deciding what their love language is. Once you read the book and take the quiz, you'll (laughs) consider yourself maybe an expert or an explorer. Yeah. Yeah. Or an investigator. We've been with my nanny kids, we've been really um, big into using the word investigate. Do you want to go investigate that? Yeah. Um, so that's in my language house right now. Um, yeah. Wonderful. So let's kind of go through and talk about each of the love languages and just mm-hmm. kind of break them down, um, a little bit more. And then we'll talk about how you can use this with, um, kids that you nanny for and especially younger kids. Cause I think that that can be tricky, but it can be really worthwhile. Totally. Totally. Okay. So do you want to just start off with physical touch since it's the first one I listed? Let's do it. Okay. So um, if you give and receive love via physical touch, this means that like cuddling, holding hands, hugs, a pat on the back, those kinds of things are really meaningful to you. Um, they, They make you light up, if you will. Um, with children, obviously it's all totally, um, it should be safe touch is the big highlight there. Um, Mm -hmm. touch that the child feels comfortable with. Um, but it's sort of not choosing not to reject a child when they come in for a hug or, Mm -hmm. um, you can certainly set limits to be like, that hurts me when you do that. Uh, if they like jump on you, right. But being like, let's play a game where you run into my arms so you can still sort of meet that need and also, be able to, um, set your own safe boundaries. Yes. Yes. And I think, uh, modeling, setting those boundaries is almost as important as honoring their need for the physical touch. Absolutely. Both parts need to be there. Yes. So some of the, um, ways that you can do this that will build in natural ways to meet a child there, uh, for this need is you can get back scratches. You can, um, sit next to each other and read separate books or read books together. Um, You can at bedtime, if you're the parent or if you're an evening nanny, you can snuggle the child while you guys talk about um, your day before bed, or you could watch a show sitting next to each other. Um, You can play games where you hold hands and spin around. Uh, The pitfalls of this is uh, any kind of, this goes for all love languages, actually, where you feel love, um, the most is also where you can be wounded the most in this love language. So if your love language is physical touch, hurtful touch or unsafe touch is a huge 
huge pain area for these people, emotional pain and physical pain. Um, but lack of physical touch then is also a huge area of hurt. Uh, so finding ways to balance that, to be able to make sure that all touch is consensual for the child and it's like safe and feels appropriate. Yes. Very important. Um, one way, cause I, I have had a child that, um, physical touch, I'm, I'm pretty sure was their primary love language. And, um, one thing that, that we found to be really fun is like doing hair, doing yeah. each other's hair. So just to throw that out there of like, it felt more structured for me. And then also she always wanted to sit in my lap. So that was another clue. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. that the doing the hair, we would get out her basket of, um, all of her hair ribbons and she would put them all in my hair and then I would <laughs> put them all in her hair. And she loved that. So that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. And like, likewise, doing each other's nails or getting piggyback rides, um, finding ways to sort of connect um, so that they feel that love, especially. Yes. Yes. Um, wonderful. What was the next one that you listed? Uh, words of affirmation was next. And this one is mine. That is yeah. my love language. And it is my love language like, whoa. <laughs> um, so people whose love language are words of affirmation, this means that um, you can give and receive love with this person by telling them something you noticed about them that was really special um, you can highlight their efforts in a certain area, telling them you love them. This is also, so when you say you love somebody or you say something positive about this person who receives love um, with words, it's really important that you put a period after the positive thing. So uh, it's not, I love you, but, or I love you when, it's I love you and that's mm -hmm. it. Or instead of saying, I noticed you were super kind to your brother, if only you could do that more often, what you say is, I noticed you were so kind to your brother. That was really special. I really enjoyed seeing that. Mm -hmm. You're a very thoughtful child. So you're not, you're not qualifying your love. You're not hiding some kind of wish for a, a changed behavior in there. You're saying what you saw and what you valued, and it has a profound impact. And also you're way more likely to get a repeat on um, non-conditional uh, I love yous or non-conditional praise or not really praise, but encouragement of the behavior you want to see repeated mm -hmm. than you are if you qualify it. Yeah. And um, just to add a little bit um, for some other ideas, I also have found with this love language, actively listening mm -hmm. is really, really important. So not only to offer up those words of affirmation, but also really to listen to their words um, totally. is important um, for this love language. Um, and then also uh, thinking about, you know, writing a card or uh, yes, for older children, sending a text, um, yes. things like that, or for adults in your life, if you want to apply this mm -hmm. <laughs> to yeah. adults. Um, or thinking about when you are now looking at your nanny family through these new eyes, thinking about your mom boss and, and mom dads, you know, like all of that through this filter yeah, too. Totally, of, totally. And finding ways to, like you said, the um, writing notes, put a note in the child's lunch, um, putting notes by their bedside. Um, my, so Martha is my friend and Martha <laughs> sends me cards. I actually have a bunch of cards on my desk right here from Martha because they're very meaningful to me. My roommate, she is a good friend of mine too. She leaves me post-it notes on the mirror because she knows my love language is words. Mm. Um, so yeah, there are tons of ways you can do this um, for kids, sing songs about, um, pretend to make up a song on the spot being like, oh, Susanna, you always try hard. You know, like kids right. will find the humor in it. They'll enjoy it. Um, beware, this is a pitfall, beware unkind words and tone. Any kind of harsh tone is going to crumple this child. Mm -hmm. um, and insults, or even if you're not trying to insult the child, you're um, not trying to be critical, anything like that has doubly heavy for that child. So we recommend um, at my school, anytime you're delivering a 
correction or a wish for a changed behavior for a child like this, you have to do the compliment sandwich. Are you familiar with that, Martha? I bet you are. Actually. I, I am. am. And we've yeah. talked about it on the podcast before, yeah. but just, just as a review, will you help me? Yes. So this is, I was going to say, I know actually that you know this because we yeah. talk about it. Um, <laughs> So for the listeners who might not be familiar, a compliment sandwich is when you have a request for a changed behavior inside of two things that are, are related to the behavior that are positive. So um, say you really wanted me, your, your nanny child or your, or your regular child, who knows, to put, take my shoes off and put them beside the door instead of tramping my mud into the house. So what you might say is you might say, oh, Katie, I have noticed you have a really good time playing outside. It is so fun to play outside with you. I really love it. I love that we traipse through the mud. I love the adventurous stories we tell. You have a really creative mind. When there's muddy footprints on the floor when we come in, it makes me feel sad. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could help me by remembering to take your shoes off when you come inside before you get to the living room. And then you would close with, I know that's hard to remember, but I also know you can do it too because you are a kid who remembers things. I noticed that you work really hard and you're so kind and thoughtful. So I know that even though it might be hard to do that, you can do that. Uh, do you think you'd be willing to try that with me? And mm -hmm. that's a compliment sandwich. So I don't feel like you're criticizing me for not taking my uh, shoes off and you're not sort of deteriorating the quality time we just spent together, but you're building me up, asking for a change in behavior, building me up again to know that I am capable of doing it and then asking me if I'm willing to do it, which shows that it's a request and not a demand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's a really good point. And also the point about tone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think just checking in with your own tone, even when you're feeling extra prickly, totally <laughs> um, is really, really important. Um, all for everyone, but especially for children, um, who words of affirmation is their primary love language. I have a question because I know that this is your primary love language. Mm -hmm. Do you find that that kind of like empty praise is more harmful to you like that like when you hear good job that's that doesn't have anything around it does that i know it, it probably doesn't crush you but does it feel hollow more hollow to you that is a great question uh i wouldn't say like it's it's not insulting to me I do, since I am worth, I do love a good um, praise of what I've done. Right. Um, and also we came from a generation where we were kind of turned into praise junkies as opposed to encouragement because all of our teachers in school said, good job. And we were like, oh, okay, tell me nothing then, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> but I do find that, I, especially in like my personal relationships, um, if I, I, when people are like, I love you, or that's great. I'm like, what, tell me what's great about it. I want to know, like, tell me specifically how you love me and why. Right. So, um, which is actually, I'm really lucky because I currently, um, am with a partner who does love me and my love language. And I was like, what, what is this? Is this yeah. what it's like? I'm so happy <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it makes a huge difference. Because really, the reality is, is when you are giving love or trying to express your love for someone, if you are speaking in another language, which is why this is called the five love languages, mm -hmm. and I don't speak that language, I might be able to pull out a few words because I understand that you speak that language and I might notice that these are some things that you do repeatedly, I'm not going to feel it the way that I could if you're speaking in my native language. I'm going to understand it far better if you're speaking to me in the way that I was raised to understand and believe and feel. So right. I, I do think that you're right that there's a, like that empty hollowness does, it leaves you wanting more. It's not insulting, but it, um, right. but it definitely makes me like curious and it feels, in some ways it feels a little bit lazy. Yeah. Not that, yeah, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do is stopping yourself from saying good job. Yes. <laughs> it comes yeah. out all the time. You're like, oh, good job on how you 
took your backpack off and put it away and took out your lunch. And it's like, yep. Yep. Um, I also transition for sure. Yeah. I also think that especially with words of affirmation, that sports casting is extra important of, Oh yeah. Of just commenting on exactly what they're doing. Totally. I see you picking up that cup of water. Oh, you dumped it into the big cup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's um, one of the ways that we, in my classroom, we get children who don't clean up to clean up. Mm. We, (laughs) we just say what we other people doing. We're like, wow, Defon, that you are picking up so many blocks. And then all of a sudden there are 10 kids coming over to the blocks to pick up. And you're like, wow, Jake, I really see that you are lifting that heavy dollhouse and you're using teamwork with uh, Neva. That's amazing. And so you're kind of like, just, even if you just say what you see, it's pretty amazing how it makes most children, they're hungry for it. They really want um, that kind of attention. Yeah. 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 I use it in my nanny share too, all the time (laughs) with only two children. It still works wonders. Um, Great. What's the, what's the next love language? Uh, The third one I have listed, I don't know what order he does them in the books, but uh, because it's kind of like naming the seven dwarves, you get through four and you're like, which one have I not said? (laughs) Uh, The next one I have listed was gifts. Um, And this is Martha's love language. It is. Although I, I think acts of service is making yeah it's becoming more so for me but yes gifts has consistently been my top love language yes well acts of service i believe is a is a gift right you know it's a gift of your physical um help yes so okay but we'll get to that okay yeah spoiler alert spoiler Spoiler alert alert. yes (laughs) um so uh, gifts i'm already trying to switch now gifts are um obviously gifts but um they don't have to be expensive so it's like i saw you looking at this chapstick and i knew you wanted it so i got it for you or um i i know that you love daisies and i saw one growing out of the ground right by my house and i picked it up and i brought it to you because i love you like it's it's helping the child to feel noticed um, it can certainly be a gift that you go out and buy, but um, the pitfall here is you have to be careful about overdoing gifts, um, mm-hmm. doing too many, too much, too often, and you have to be careful because you need developmentally age-appropriate gifts. Mm-hmm. So um, we call it, uh, I think it's, I think we abbreviate it as DAP in <laughs> early childhood, developmentally appropriate, age-appropriate. Um, so it has to do with like, what, what will actually serve the child at this age? Like, you're not going to get your four-year-old a Ferrari, lovely right. gift, you know, mm-hmm. great. If you want to get me a You can Corvette, get me one. <laughs> for sure. Let's do it. You, you <laughs> wouldn't um, take somebody who's allergic to shellfish out to a five-star um, restaurant. Do you, can you get five stars at a restaurant? Is it three stars? That's I feel like the it's four four stars. You wouldn't take them out to the max amount of Michelin star sushi yes. restaurant because they're allergic. Right. I want to make sure the gifts are um, intelligent. They're developmentally age appropriate. There's nothing more insulting than a gift that I don't know you. Um, right. To a person. I once got a gift from a, a former boyfriend who bought me season two of Lost of a TV show I didn't watch. And I was like, I don't understand why you did this. Why, why don't I... I'm not even a gifts person, but I was like, I still, this like just reaffirms that maybe we shouldn't be dating. Um, Yes, but think about what they like. Um, Show them that you know them and it doesn't have to be expensive or uh, kind of over the top. Just like I bought us brownie mix to make so that we could spend time doing that together. Yeah, or like a, a thing that lets me know that my love language is gifts is, so... I studied abroad in college um, in England, and one of my roommates was German. Um, And that is not important to the story, except that when (laughs) I left England, it was, I probably would never see her again. You know what I mean? Like, it's highly unlikely that I will see her in the physical world again. Um, And she gave me a little package and she was like don't open this until you're home and it was this little rock that she had painted and she wrote a story about the rock and like Hmm. incorporated things that we had done together in England into the story about the rock oh and I still 
have that rock. I still think about it, you know, like, yeah, the thoughtfulness of that gift was what made it so special. And she didn't spend any money except for, I guess, supplies of like maybe yeah. the paint and the paper, but you know, like <laughs> she didn't spend any money on it, but yeah. I still think about it. Totally. Um, so, and I think like treasure hunts for kids, like even with their own stuff, but like that surprise factor of it is also important um, to me, at least in, in this love language of like, I love surprises. Katie threw me a surprise birthday party this year, last year. It was year. so hard, you guys. It was so <laughs> hard to, to get her to not know because she's such a planner and she wants to know all the information and she knows everybody. <laughs> it's, but you did so it. I told her we're going to a magic show and she was like, oh, I actually have a friend who works there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> very difficult. But I, um, I told Katie that literally any other friend I don't think could have pulled it off because I do trust <laughs> Katie so much that I was like, so nice. she knows what she's doing. <laughs> um, uh, was, yeah. A lot of my other friends, I would have been like, no, let me see the tickets. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me help you. Sense. I think you're um, wrong. <laughs> I think, I think you're misunderstanding. Um, but like my love tank was so full after that for so long. So Aww, the surprise yeah. element I think is also um, not critical, but like is a, a good part to keep in mind um, if this is not your love language, but is someone that you loves loves love language. Totally, totally. It's like the delight of knowing that somebody was thinking of you and you didn't realize they were thinking of you. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then the payoff of it. So yeah, like waking up from a nap and having a treasure hunt. <laughs> oh, so cool. So cool. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel like we should... I have acts of services next, but I feel like we should skip over to quality time because I feel like that bleeds right into quality time. So do yes. you mind if we go out of order? I don't. I don't okay. at all. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of mind, but it's okay. my suggestion. So we'll pretend like it's fine. Well, on my list, we actually are, are going in order. So. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's yeah. great. As long as we're obeying a list somewhere. Yes. Um, so then let's, let's skip to quality time. Because quality time, like Martha's treasure hunt idea, um, or me being like, oh, let's have, I bought you brownie mix so we could make brownies together. That actually bleeds into quality time. Mm -hmm. um, and quality time is time with a loved one, a child or an adult, whoever, um, where you are not doing anything but being together. You're making eye contact. You're not looking at a book. You're not necessarily even watching a movie. Sometimes you can, and that's fine too. Um, sometimes quality time for the pair is like we sit together and snuggle and read separate books, and that's nice too. Mm -hmm. um, but quality time is really, it makes your, your um, child or partner or whoever you're spending this quality time with feel like you love them and you see them and you are making time for them. Um, you're not tweeting or texting or... Uh, distracted with other things like from work. Um, if you're a nanny, this might be your work. So it's a, might be a little easier. <laughs> right. Um, right. But you're taking the time to really slow down, look at the person, hear them, hopefully reflectively listen. I've been listening for the unmet need, which I'm sure is another podcast. Um, but uh, just sort of acknowledging that that person is valuable by paying attention to them. Um, so some pitfalls of this, which I think people uh, already can guess, is if you use isolation as a punishment, um, if you're using that as a, a tool to get the desired behavior, um, that's going to be really severe for someone's love language is quality time. Um, and for that, I would recommend you listening to Martha's cool down time, um, alternatives to timeouts episode, which I actually think I helped you record. I can't you really did. remember now, but I know I've you, listened to it. You okay. definitely I helped me record that one. Martha and, I, and it actually is the most um, listened to episode oh, ever. Nice. So. Good for us. Good for um, us. <laughs> yeah. We're all looking for alternatives to timeouts, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I think the, the reality that we all know is timeouts don't really work. The children come out often just as upset um, or secretly upset, which is worse mm -hmm. because you can't address it. Um, so instead of doing an isolation, uh, uh, an isolating timeout, 
we recommended our school a cool down time. So we um, will, we also take safety breaks if they're being safe or we're like, it looks like your body's not being safe. Let's go over and sit on this bench together until you feel like you're ready to be safe. And right. the key is I'm staying with you. Mm -hmm. If you want me to be there, I'm with you. Some children don't want you to be there. So you ask them, you say, do you want me to stay or do you want to be alone? And the child will, if the child is, um, is quality time love language, they're going to say they want you to stay. Right. And um, that's okay. You say, okay, how can I help you? Should we read a book? Should we count to 10? Do you want to do belly breathing with a stuffed animal on our belly and see how high we can make them with our bellies? You help mm -hmm. them, you give them the skills to calm down. Uh, and that takes away the severity of the punishment um, for those children who um, are quality time. So beware of isolating punishments. Mm -hmm. um, also, another pitfall of this one is I think sometimes parents and caregivers feel like, oh my gosh, this kid is quality time. I'm never going to get anything done again if I acknowledge that their love language is quality time. And that's not true. It's going to be okay. Um, kids really understand um, that you have other things you need to do. And in fact, the, the giving them the quality time before you need to do something allows you to do it without them continually interrupting you. It is like a miracle. So you want to say to the kid, like, you know what? I have to prepare dinner for your mom and dad at four o'clock or five o'clock, whatever time you work until that you might need to prepare dinner. Right. And say, how about for 30 minutes before that, we go play Legos together. Would you like that? And they might say, I'd love it. Or they might say, I'd rather play cards with you. And you say, great, let's play cards. I'll set a timer. So that way the child gets that quality time and they're feeling fed. They're not feeling starved for your attention. So you can actually then do the thing you need to do without the child being like, look at me, look at me, look at me. What are you doing? Look at me. And it's for me, for someone whose brain needs to do one thing at a time, it's a miracle. Yeah. It's very exciting. So, yeah, I will also say, um, if you are finding that, uh, one or multiple of your nanny children's love language is quality time. Mm-hmm looking for ways to do those chores together. Yes. Yes. I saw is, that too. Is also crucial. So mm -hmm. like, so yeah, give them, you know, a broom, <laughs> um, give them their own little, you know, the little hand broom and let them sweep up with you or <laughs> let them, yeah. um, help you prepare dinner or whatever it is um, totally. that you're trying to do. Um, look for ways. And I know, I, I totally know that sometimes that is easier said than done yeah. and that there are a lot of expectations that you're meeting in the day. So be gentle <laughs> with yes. yourself and the child. But I think that um, finding ways to let the child do your chores with you benefits mm -hmm. everyone. And it totally. teaches them really great life skills. Totally. So win, win, win. How often do you get to have a win, win, win? Like hardly ever. You have to fight like, for that. Yeah. Like, like this now one. in this instance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then not again. <laughs> I can't think of other ones yeah. at the moment. Um, I love it. Yeah. So, and uh, quality time, I think as nannies is so lovely because mm -hmm. it's part of our job, you know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of the basis is that we are given this opportunity that our work is quality time with a yeah. child. So and how lucky um, are we? Right. And, and that is, it's, it's so lovely that our work is not pulling us away from the child. Our work is pulling us toward the child. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Ooh, well said. I like that. Thank you. I just yeah. came up with it. Yeah. The caffeine is hitting. Yes, good. <laughs> Lean into it. Feel the power. Yeah. I will warn everyone listening. My fire alarm, my smoke detector, uh, ran out of batteries at 2 a.m. Oh, no. And so I was awoken. And you have to, like, get really awake to change batteries in mm -hmm. a smoke detector because you have to climb up on a ladder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to remember where the batteries are. So. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm cruising on not as much fumes I, yeah. <laughs> and I went to bed early. Like I was like, I'm going to be anyway. 
That's a slap in the face to your Foiled. early bedtime. I know. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> Foiled by, <laughs> by the thing that's trying to protect yeah. me. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I got no sense of time anymore. I'm like, yeah. oh, struggling to film curriculum videos during the day. And then it's like 9 p.m. I'm like, should I crank out three right now? I think I will. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It does. Um, okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> and our last one, acts of service. So, Acts of service, if, so you said your amazing idea of chores, which I think is a great idea um, to do them together. Um, a, the work gets done faster, win, win, win. They do the chores and everybody's happy because you're um, filling their buckets, as we say in my preschool. Mm -hmm. um, so acts of service, maybe you have a kid who really hates the laundry and um, it's their job to fold their laundry. Um, I personally work with a child who does hate to do her, she does her own laundry, which is amazing, mm -hmm. but she does hate it a little bit um, because, because laundry is the worst of all chores because you have to always do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she's really amazing. And every so often I will do her entire laundry for her. Mm -hmm. I don't want to rob her of the experience of doing her laundry. It's important to need to know what that takes and to, um, you know, kind of be responsible for your own backpack, if you will. Right. Um, backpack meaning like daily things you have to take care of. Um, and so, but every now and again, if I want to cheer her up or make her feel loved, I will be like, oh, surprise, I already did your laundry for you. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, she's so joyful. She really loves it. Um, so these can be things like, um, if it's, you know, an adult, maybe like clearing their car, the snow off their car for them, or for a kid being like, I... Um, no, you hate unloading the dishwasher. And today I did it for you, even though it's your chore, or I know that, um, you really love, uh, this is kind of gifts too. So we're going to get mm -hmm. to this, but I know that you really love homemade granola bars and I made some for you today. So you could take in your lunch tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of a gift and an act of act of service. Um, there are tons of ways to do this. Like, uh, you know, don't, don't let your, don't let the job creep. I'm sure you, as a nanny, you know all about job creep. Yes. Don't let and we have an episode chores, about it. <laughs> yes. Don't let their chores become job creep for you. Uh, right. But every once in a while, engage in that kind of behavior. Uh, it's always okay to say no to what they ask you for. If a child is an acts of service child um, and they want you to do something, you can say no kindly um, as long as you explain why. So it's really important for, I think all humans, but for this, this, example, we'll say children. I think it's important for children to know why you're saying no. It feels better. It doesn't leave them wondering. They don't feel like you are against them. If you say, I really understand you hate to do your laundry. And today, um, I can't help you with that today because my list of things I'm doing for your mom and dad is a little bit longer. Um, and I, I want you to remember that, you know, it's your chore to do, but what if I wash your lunch dishes for you while I'm washing you know, your mom and dad's lunch dishes or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So um, just sort of not necessarily compromising, but acknowledging the child's need and want in that moment. Um, what they're really saying is like, I want you to, to say you love me or, or show me that you love me. And you can do it in smaller, different ways that fit better with right. what you have on your plate for the day. Yeah, I find um, for me, because this is, my secondary but just barely um <laughs> for me any sort of planning <laughs> on my behalf is really lovely especially when it's uh -huh. yeah. when it's well planned <laughs> um and mm -hmm. and or organizing like right now sure. my my mom is um I, I selected a bunch of t-shirts and I asked for a t-shirt quilt for um, my birthday or Christmas. I, I was like, any, you know, major <laughs> gift giving time, I would love yeah. for this to be one of, of my gifts. Um, and, and I picked all the t-shirts, but my mom is currently like, she's sending me, she's putting them out on my bed at home and like sending me different configurations. Ooh, cool. Um, and being like, do you like this one better or this one better? Um, and then also saying, I think I like this one better. Here's why. And that is filling out my mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like love bucket. So, so far. Yeah. Um, 
because I'm like, she's really taking time to like do this correctly for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it really is showing me how much she loves me, which I know, yeah. but it's so lovely to, to feel it. Totally. Totally. And it's, I think, especially as adults um, and kids, actually, decision fatigue is real. Mm-hmm. And kids come home from school or now they exit their bedroom where they've been on a screen all day and right. they are tired. They are stressed. They've been having to do a lot. Um, and it's overwhelming to see just like for adults to be like, Oh, look at all this work I have to do. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. The advantage of going to school and having a teacher or having a nanny is that they don't give you all the information at once. So you don't freak out. Right. So helping them to make certain decisions. Um, that is a way, an act of service of being like, Hey, you know what? I know you got a lot on your plate. What if I help you by, you know, choosing several outfits for you to choose from for this? Not that your kids are going on a vacation with their parents anytime soon, but for example, when we can go on vacations again, um, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'll choose 10 outfits for your four day trip. Why don't you choose your favorite four then? So it's less for you to think about and you can spend that time playing, um, things like that. That really does help because you're putting in the time and energy, um, to make it easier on them, which is wonderful. Yeah, it is. It's really lovely. Yeah. Um, wonderful. So let's talk, we've kind of been talking about ways that these overlap a little. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit more about, because I, I feel like in a household, there can be several love languages. And so finding ways to honor all of the children in your cares, love languages at the same time is lovely. Totally. Um, so interestingly enough, Gary Chapman suggests in the book, um, Dr. Gary Chapman, I'm pretty sure he's a doctor, Gary Chapman. Yeah. Our, our old friend, Gary Chap, um, he suggests that you give and receive love in the ways that you have seen love given and received in your household. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is interesting because you expect that they would all be the same, but they're not, like you said. Right. So, um, like I have a sister who is gifts. I have a sister who is quality time and I am words of affirmation. How hard to say, uh, how that <laughs> happened, except for that. Those are probably our parents' love languages are for their first and second. And one of them affected us. Um, right. so, uh, the reality too is Chapman argues that children need to actually, he doesn't argue. He like insists that Mm -hmm. children need to receive love in all five languages. Um, and that, I mean, that is a recipe for success. If you can meet a child or a partner and try to actively love people in all five languages, you're going to have very happy relationships. Um, as long as they're willing to do so back, you know, Uh um, So that's really important to note. And the top choice love language, which is what I think Martha is getting at, is that, um, I know that's what you're getting at, I believe, uh, (laughs) is that your top choice love language, it strengthens your bond between two people and it's, it like keeps away unwanted behavior. So Mm -hmm. honoring multiple love languages is really important, um, like you said. So some ways you can do this are um, say, like we've kind of already talked about it, like doing chores. If you have one child who his love language is acts of service and he normally um, does the gardening for you guys or some kind of like weeding, Mm -hmm. but another child is um, quality time, you can say, you know what? I I can't, I can't keep thinking of the same kids' names. Uh, You know what? Uh, Charles. Whoever you are. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) uh, You know what, Charles? I know you really don't like to, um, you don't want to weed today. And I totally get that. Sometimes I don't want to do my chores either. What if, uh, Shivam and I weed the garden for you today? Shivam, would you like to weed the garden with me? So Shivam, who is quality time will be like, yes, I would love that. Um, cause it's time with you doing a special activity where there are no phones and there are no TVs or books to distract you. And mm-hmm. Charles gets the benefit of acts of service. Um, and perhaps you are, um, or perhaps somebody's gift. So maybe you're weeding the garden 
and your spouse or the mom of the family, whoever gifts. And you're like, let's make her a bouquet of dandelions or uh, violets while we're out here too. So you can do, in fact, it's, I would say it's very easy to do all of them at once. If you are thinking about it and being intentional, yes. um, the, the more you think about it, the more you're going to find opportunities to love people in these specific ways. And I think you'll be surprised at how, um, with, with minimal effort, how you can accommodate all of these love languages, if you're willing to try. Yes. Um, another thing to think about is how you receive the love language of the child. So children mm -hmm. famously <laughs> um, <laughs> love to give, you know, pebbles and flowers ah, and treasure and treasures yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, so really like saying thank you in that moment, looking them in the eyes, saying thank you mm -hmm. and putting it in your pocket and maybe like later pulling it out and being like, Oh my gosh, look, this, yeah. I still have your gift. Um, just thinking about that, or if they give you a compliment or they give you, um, you know, the, <laughs> I had this, this one kid way before I was even a nanny when I was babysitting. Um, and we were kicking a soccer ball in the backyard and I was very bad at it that day in particular. Soccer's mm -hmm. never been my strongest suit, but I was, I was not doing well getting in the goal <laughs> that day. And he, he, like, I got in the goal and he was like, you did it, Martha. <laughs> and, you know, like just celebrating with him, just thinking about even if a child tried to do an act of service and it made the kitchen very messy, just honoring sure. the act of service um, versus focusing on the messy kitchen. Totally, totally. Because again, we, the, where we feel love the most is also where we have the most potential to feel pain. So if you are not recognizing the acts of service of the child trying to cook for you and instead you're focusing on the, the negative side, uh, that's really going to hurt. It's going to hurt so bad. Yeah. So, um, being cognizant is really smart. That's a great suggestion, Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know that sometimes, especially if it's not your primary or secondary love language, mm -hmm. that sometimes you can brush it off in a way, yeah. um, without realizing it, not out of malice, but just like, yeah, I did kick it into the goal, <laughs> you know, like yeah. instead of celebrating with him, if I had been yeah. like, uh-huh, I did do it. <laughs> I just totally. I feel like that would have been a complete letdown. <laughs> yeah, of course. Children really want, this is kind of a tangent, but children really want us to meet, meet them where they're at emotionally. So if they're excited, they want us to be excited. Right. And if they're mad, they want us to also feel the anger. You don't have to feel it, but copy your face to match their face or, yeah. um, uh, make your voice match their voice. And even if you're just stating back what they've already said to you, um, it helps them to know that you are understanding what they're saying and, and you're picking it up on a almost subconscious level, even if yeah. you're consciously thinking about doing it. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. making it look easy. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's the battle. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just, I think being aware um, of the child's love language. Um, but I love that point about that really we should be providing all five love languages. Yeah. Does yeah. he, because I have not read um, the five love languages for children. Um, does he talk in there at all about, like, is there an age that love languages get more solidified? Ooh, such an interesting question. So, um, he basically, so he affirms that love languages are kind of like your temperament. So they stay with you for life. Like that's just what you have. Um, although it, it is kind of formed by your parents. So I think that you can, as a parent, by the time we get them as nannies, a lot of times it's already there. Right. Um, but you can keep feeding it and make them um, feel love in different areas. So 
they're more, it's kind of like a developmental window where they're like more open to um, understanding the different love languages, the more that you feed these love languages in this young age. Um, however, so he, I think a lot of points are that while love languages do stay with you for life, that through different um, ages and stages, which is like another, it's like another early childhood term, I'm sure you guys have heard or will hear soon. I mean, you just did. So I guess that counts. Um, ages and stages, like you, you see them show up in different ways. So um, sometimes a child who is physically affectionate, who needs and wants a lot of that physical affection um, may turn into a like a teenager who likes to roughhouse and wrestle, uh, which will really kind of freak out some people. Right. Because <laughs> you'll be like, please stop wrestling with your brother when I want you to not hurt each other. Um, but it's, it's in a form of affection. So, uh, but right. <laughs> finding ways to recognize that these things sort of shift as you age into different expressions of the same love language. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So it's themes, themes versus the the con like the concrete everyday ways it shows up might change but the yeah that stays the same yeah like the change you're not going to change routes you're you're on the same highway that you were on but you might change lanes in that highway right and be on a different lane you know yeah. so some days you might go faster some days you might yeah go slower. yeah yeah that's a really good metaphor <laughs> i appreciated it um Wonderful. Um, how, what are some ways that you can help spot what your child's love language is? Yeah. So my first suggestion to everybody is uh, actually talk to children about this. Tell them about the love languages. Tell them you listen to this podcast with the amazing Miss Martha. Uh, <laughs> no big deal that she's great. And um, tell them what they are and say, tell them about your love language and ask them, ask them to say what they think theirs might be. Uh, in my early childhood classes, when I was training to be a teacher, I had a teacher who used to say, um, children spell love, T-I-M-E, which I think mm -hmm. is actually a quote from somebody else that I don't know because I've seen it after that. Right. Um, but she always used to say it like almost every class period is children spell love time in the word of time. It's, um, time yeah. together, time where you're paying attention to them. So I think that there's a natural way that all children feel love by time together. I think they're all kind of quality time. Mm -hmm. And then I think from there, you can see what the other um, love languages might be mm -hmm. by talking to them about it, by you can even experiment, see what affects them, see what really lights them up by, does it light them up when you play together? Does it light them up when um, you guys give each other hugs at the end of the day? Uh, does it, does your child find joy baking together? Could they not care less about you guys working on an activity together? Does the kid love when you bring them surprises? You know, like there are ways to tell, does the kid find joy when you do their laundry for them? I mean, who doesn't come to my house, do my laundry. Yeah. I can do make you do you often feel like you are the jungle gym? I feel like that's a good, yeah, that that's is. A good uh, physical touch thing. Totally. If you're, if you constantly have a child on you. Totally. Or like, look at me, look at me. If you, I mean, I think you are going to hear that a lot right. <laughs> as a nannies, but that's quality time. Um, play with me, play with me, quality time. Um, can't you do it? That's acts of, acts service. of service. You know? Yeah. Do you, you like can, this? Yes. Words of, words affirmation. of affirmation. Totally. Oh, do you like this? I I know. That it's is a killer for me. I know it's really hard, but I hear it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult. It so. is. It is. Yeah. Um, um, and then finding ways to fill them up before they ask is a really powerful tool for um kind of behavior management before it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. Because children who feel better, this is a I feel like I got this from you, Martha, and I don't know where you got it from or if you came I, up with it. I don't children, think I did, but children who feel better, do better. Yeah. I feel like that's what I've heard you say that time and time again. I think so. it's from a, I think I like changed it from like a Brene Brown. No, sort of thing. I think it was, um, Maya Angelou. Maybe, but we could just credit you for it. Okay. Instead. Fine. Yeah. Um, when you, when well, you feel better, you do better. <laughs> Martha, Martha Tyler. <laughs> Martha Tyler. <laughs> um, yeah. 
it, it is. It's so true, though. Um, totally. Yeah. And I, I think the best method is potentially just trying to hit them all. Yeah. <laughs> like well, in, any given day, trying to trying to do all of these um, yeah. is is the best course of action. But also yeah. really, yeah, talking with your kids about it, if they're able to talk about it. Or mm-hmm. like I was thinking, because I'm working with two-year-olds right now. And I, when we were, when we had scheduled to record this, I then, you know, really put on my, my glasses to examine. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, yeah, one of my kiddos tries to give me her toys all the time. Aw, <laughs> um, gifts. Yeah. And I, I really think gifts. And when I give her something, I gave her a little like, um, like a post postal service bag that mm-hmm. I found at Target, like made out of felt um, mm. with little letters made out of felt in there and there's stamps that are Velcroed on. Um, and her mom told me the other day, she was like, she plays with that all the time. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Um, and so, so yes, I think hers are gifts versus my other nanny kid. When I arrive every morning, um, now especially, so when I, when I used to arrive, I would, um, she would be like, put your stuff goes up there and then, <laughs> and then pick me up. Yes, totally. <laughs> and now it's, the snuggles. and now it's, um, your stuff goes there, wash your hands with soap, then pick me up. <laughs> yes. She knows. Well-trained. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, and she is, she loves, um, like tickles and we, we talk about, um, boundaries. If she ever says, no, I stop. And even, and sometimes she looks at me and she's like, why stop? Yeah. Yeah. You said no. Anytime you say no, I'm going to stop. Yes. Um, and so, but she, but she will ask me for tickles and we've talked about that. Or she asked me to do like crisscross applesauce on her back. Um, or physical touch, play with her hair, all that good stuff. She's constantly in my lap. Um, so yes, I, I would say hers is physical touch and there too. So, um, so I think, I think that that, um, that once you start looking for it, I think it, it becomes clear, but they also both do light up when, you know, I sports cast to them and I, and they they light up when, um, I help them with drawing or doing an activity or Mm -hmm. I like open the marker for them, you know, absolutely before they ask. And just like it, it benefits us as, um, humans to be bilingual. Mm-hmm. We have a, a better chance of communicating with people. It benefits us to be bilingual in our love languages too. So if we can give children this opportunity to feel them all and practice them all, then they're going to be so much happier in their later adult relationships. Because if they have a partner who just has one like way above the rest, they're still going to feel love from that partner mm-hmm. um, because they, or at least they have a better chance of feeling love from that partner because they've had practice from a young age of receiving in all the love languages. So I think that's a powerful, I think it's important. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. And I think the piece of, of talking about it with them. And Mm -hmm. I think that you can do that earlier than you might be thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you, I know you've seen it, Martha. I think it would be fun to share with your audience. Mm -hmm. Um, the little love languages where it's like the tacos. Yes. Yes. Burritos like, Number one, I made you a burrito gift. <laughs> Number two, oh no, acts of service. Yeah. Number yeah. two, no, no. I made you a burrito gifts. Number two, I clean. I went out and got you a burrito. <laughs> acts of service. <laughs> Number three, come here. Let me hold you like a burrito. Physical touch. Four, yes. this burrito you made is delicious words of affirmation <laughs> and five. Oh, I can't remember the last one now. Oh, which one did I not say? Quality time. Quality. Let's time. eat these burritos together. Exactly. <laughs> Quality time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll post that, um, with this episode. So check out the, uh, Chronicles of Nania Instagram and yeah. Facebook for that. Um, yeah, it is. It's very, it's very funny and it is, it's so 
true what you've said from the beginning of this episode in that once you start thinking about this, you will see it everywhere. Absolutely. And you'll start being like, I wonder what Steve's love language is. I wonder what my mom's love language is. I wonder what, and and it'll make you a better friend, parent, caregiver, partner, nanny, teacher, whoever you are, spouse, it'll make you more loving and valuable, like not valuable, but available, um, which is really special. That's a really cool gift to give. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also think, you know, we've talked a lot about children, but especially right now, you are going into work, um, or not, you can find ways to, to give these love languages from afar. But if you are going into work, you're all there together, probably. Um, Mm -hmm. so just thinking of, if you want to offer extra support to the parents, um, I think that they, right now, everyone will appreciate any form of support. (laughs) But if you wanted to really tailor it to them, thinking about your, um, your nanny parents love languages and how to uh, speak to them in those ways, I think is lovely. Yeah, I agree. Um, as well as, yeah, I really do, um, try to consciously meet all of these at least once a day, <laughs> but really more like once an hour. Yeah, I try, totally. I, think I try really to important. get all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seriously, every every moment is an opportunity to give and receive love. So it's so true. It's let's so do true. it. Let's do it. I love that. Go team. Go team. Um, wonderful. Is there anything else? I don't think so. I think that we covered a lot. Um, I read the books because they're fantastic. Um, yes. I think you'll love them. If you're interested in it, take the quiz, like Martha said, online. Um, it's it's a fun way to learn about the people around you and about yourself. Yes, yes. And there are a lot of online resources. So um, keep that in mind, too, that um, if you are not in a place to afford buying a book and the libraries are closed right now that um, totally you can you can get a long way just online can you do ebooks from the library right now yes because cool. <laughs> i'm borrowing audiobooks <laughs> yeah i was like i wonder if you can but yes. i feel like you, it's you can still do ebooks but the wait yeah. list is long because i believe that yeah everybody needs an ebook way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so just keeping that in mind. Um, but you could also, a lot of times the Kindle versions of things, um, are, are less expensive than the physical Mm -hmm. books. So that's Mm -hmm. potentially an option. Um, things like that. So, and there are a lot of online resources. Um, and I will post links certainly to, uh, the five love languages website. Um, they're already down in the show notes. So just go down there. Um, as well as Katie's, uh, compassionate caregiver, um, Facebook and Instagram. Wait, do you have an Instagram? I don't. I, my mom's like, you need to get one. I was like, I know. I know. I can only do so much social media. I'm trying. Yeah. Twitter. 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 So if you look down at the show notes, you will see the five love languages link as well as links to Katie's compassionate caregiver, Facebook and Twitter accounts so that you can start following her there and get immediate information about her book release as well as really helpful hints and tricks and um, not even tricks, like just good uh, quality childcare. <laughs> Tactics and techniques. I always want to say tricks too. I know, but it's, yeah, the connotation of that word is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, Because it's not tricking anyone. We're, yeah, tactics and techniques to give uh, quality childcare um, and compassionate, compassionate childcare. Mm -hmm. So um, check that out. Um, And then we end each episode with a fun story. Would you like me to tell you a fun story? I would love a fun story from you, Katie, please. Okay. It is a, it is a love language related story. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Uh-huh. 
Um, so I am a big fan of love languages and I talk about them with kids a lot so that they can kind of understand and have a language of understanding themselves. And one child, I was talking about them in my classroom about how kids feel um, like joy and love in different ways. And um, we were like going around. I talked to them about the uh, five love languages. And one kid was like, I feel love when I get to eat brownies. And I was like, oh, so yours is is gifts. And they were like, no, my love language is brownies. And I was like, oh, okay. I think that might be a new sixth love language for all of us. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. And also, I feel I know, it. I love it. I feel it in my soul. Yeah. I, yeah, not inaccurate. I just yeah. didn't consider that. I think we should write to, to Dr. Chapman and let him know that he missed mm -hmm. in his research one. So we yes. can reformat the quiz appropriately. And it is brownies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I made a, a Facebook post like a year ago now that was like, is people listening to my podcast recommendations a love language? <laughs> because I yes. think it's mine. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I would call that quality time. Yeah, it would too. Or, or acts of service. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, because it's like you went and and did a did thing, a thing for me just for me so that yeah, I could talk totally. to you about it. Which Katie, you have done so often. So I appreciate it. read books yeah. or uh, listen to podcasts or watch shows. Yeah, we so actually have a, have a friend to talk about. <laughs> a new book we have to have book club about. Oh yes, what is it? I I read your book Burnout. You suggested so book <gasps> yes. Burnout. <laughs> Okay, great. I know. We got to have book club soon. Okay. We do. Okay. Well, that this has been so lovely. Thank you so much, Katie. I really, really appreciate you taking the quality time, giving <laughs> me the gift of your time. Wow. Uh, and, and scheduling this with me as an act of service. You are, you are so... You were so wonderful and thoughtful, and Thank I really you. do mean that. I know it's kind I, of joking. But I know. I was like, I wonder if she can make it all the way through this. She's I mean, physical, physical touch, touch. Is, is really hard right now. But we did start this podcast yeah. before we hit record. We did a, a pretend hug. So yeah, and if we just supplement with the love language of brownies, you know yes. what I mean? I just mail you some brownies. We'll be okay. Oh my gosh, then we've hit them all. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yes. Five out of six. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. This has been lovely. My pleasure. It was a delight. Thank you for having me. All right. And we will see you when we see you. <laughs> I'm not sure when the next episode will be. Every time has stopped meaning having the same yeah. meaning. So time, to, time is a construct of man. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get an episode out to you soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Bye. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.